Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to Common Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Jasper Ronhuis. And today I'm joined by Matthew D'Amato. Uh, we once did a podcast uh, before, so I think most, most people are familiar with, um, with Mazzy. Um, but uh, Mazzy changed, um, well, we all changed during a life, but he became a, 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 a teacher or is becoming a teacher in you becoming a teacher right in the um las piramides del uh ca is that the, the correct name yeah that's right yes and um you were there one when we spoke the last time um but um now today we're going to speak on why um what what draws you there like what how do you like we didn't speak that much about like what your purpose is there or what you're partaking in. Um, like some of the, what we talked about, Diddly probably were influenced by, by both those experiences that you have there, but could you bring us along? So first of all, thank you for being here. And, and could you bring us into like, what does a daily um, life look like in, in being there in, in the Las Pyramides? Because I, I, I don't really, I look at the website and I have a little bit of an idea of I saw some courses that is there um but what what does it actually look like being there like could you describe yeah. some image sure thank you jasper nice to see you again uh mm-hmm. yes i feel like if i was to summarize uh my life now i'm 43 it almost feels like almost every year there's been a there's been a big change in my life and I, and I think that that's, you know, for a lot of people, change is, is difficult and everything, and one doesn't necessarily know what the outcome of the change is going to be. But even from our last podcast, where I was talking a little bit about metaphysics and talking maybe more about money and my major transformation, which was from being a Dubai entrepreneur to then becoming a hippie for, for a few years, traveling in a van, and now finally last year, uh, which was really amazing for me, was I decided to come and visit Guatemala. Uh, there's a place called San Marcos La Laguna. And so what happened was I arrived here and I um, wasn't really sure why I came here. I just had this calling. Before coming here, I started getting a little bit into uh, studying a little bit about metaphysics. And I read the Emerald Tablets and the Kabbalion, which are two important books. And I knew that I wanted to go down this path because for me in the past, spirituality was, okay, there's either uh, Eastern or capitalism, you know? And so it was never that I could really find something where I could still live a life in this world somehow without being a monk that's sitting on top of a mountain somewhere in Tibet, where I could still live, but I could still be following the principles. So I think the first thing I want to talk about maybe is the is the Eastern versus Western philosophy, because uh, especially when it comes to these kind of traditions uh, in, in spirituality is uh, for me, the Eastern philosophy, what we call Eastern and Western philosophy is generally from uh, where Jerusalem is, let's say to the to the mm-hmm. left on the globe, that would be the Western, and then to the to the right of the globe would be Eastern. Looking at it, if it's in front of you, and so 
last year when I arrived here, uh, my intention first was for me to go to Egypt. I was looking to study more about metaphysics and I was looking for someone that could give me an initiation in Egypt. And, and of course, Egypt is super touristic and this was also just before the COVID pandemic was happening. And, and I got in touch with a friend of mine that I know who's been living there for 20 years. He's a, he's a wonderful healer. Uh, and so he told me, he's like, the, the, I, I wrote to him and I said, hey, uh, gee, I need, I need to find someone that can teach me this. Can, do you know anybody in Egypt that could do it? And of course, his answer was, uh, you know, you don't look for the teacher, the teacher finds you. Mm. you know? And so I said, okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to go to Guatemala then. And so as soon as I arrived here to Guatemala, I, I arrived into this little village where maybe about three, 4,000 people live in this village on the lake. And, and as soon as I got here, I kept hearing people talking about Las Pyramides. Las Pyramides, what turned out to be was a school. This is a metaphysical school that has been established here about 30 years ago by a woman named Chati Sequeira, who's a Guatemalan woman uh, who has been studying metaphysics and, and being a part of this whole thing for at least about 40, 45 years before, uh, uh, for about 45 years. And then 30 years ago, she started the school. So I walked in there and, and it happened that the class that they were happening in that day was about the Emerald Tablet. And so I thought, wow, this is a bit of a coincidence. Let me, let me see what this is about. And so I went into the class and from the moment I sat in there, there was something inside me that felt that this was exactly what I've been looking for. And, you know, I had, and maybe I've mentioned it in the last podcast, but, you know, I did go through the ayahuasca experience and I lived in Peru for a while and Brazil and Ecuador and many places trying to find really what is it that I'm looking for without really knowing, you know, and so here when when i joined the the school they have a course they call it the moon course which is actually it goes with the cycle of the moon so it's a 28 day course it's divided into four different weeks and each week works with the element so the first week is earth the second week is water the third week is air and the final week is fire and at first, when I got in, I didn't really fully understand the whole thing about the elements and all of that. So I think today, maybe I'll touch a little bit about this and, and what I would like the, the, the listeners to, to, to get from this is maybe if someone is looking for a spiritual path and cannot find what they're looking for because they're going towards the Eastern path, uh, being a Westerner or what I call Westerner, like I said, from Jerusalem to, to this side, is maybe one can find something that can still lead you into the way of spirituality, but makes more sense to us because of our, you know, upbringing in, in, a, in a more Western society. And so, so yeah, I, I, I guess this is an intro sort of kind of going in, but yeah, yeah. this is the it, it, it strikes me that um, like the, that it's situated there in South America, which which there's also like people think like oh pyramids those are only in Egypt, but in South America there's also uh, a lot of pyramids, and then people probably know the Mayans, but um, if you go further down south, even in in, in 
like the Incas or the pre-Incas also had uh, pyramids. So it seems to be something very universal throughout the world that these structures were found, like Bosnia, and uh, there's like a very controversial one, uh, but has mm -hmm. strong, strong evidence for it. But um, you, you mentioned something about um, the Emerald Tablets. Like what, what is the exactly, I kind of missed that point on, um, what does the what did what, what do they do with the emerald top? Do, do they interpret its meaning or is this like big, like uh, I know the Kabbalion is about uh, the emerald tablet? Could you give a like a little bit of an explanation for for the listeners as well to to sure. to talk about why why is this important to to know about mm -hmm. this green tablet? Sure. Well, the Emerald Tablet uh, is actually a, a text that was attributed to Hermes Trismegistus, who in the Greek uh, was their god of wisdom. Uh, in Egypt, it would have been Toth, uh, the same person. So, so the Emerald Tablet is actually uh, a really interesting text. And of course, there's been many, many different books that were published about it, but the actual text is usually about a one-page text which explains the law of creation, of basically how things descend from oneness and actually come into the material and how one can actually use that information to be able to ascend. And so a lot of people talk about it, and that's, you know, depending on, on whose perspective you see, but this is what they would call to find the actual philosopher's stone, is to be able to have this understanding. The reason the Emerald Tablet is, is quite interesting is because all these subjects kind of are mainly like alchemy, uh, uh, astrology, um, numerology, most of these things, I mean, almost all of them, they're metaphysical subjects, they come from uh, who has been attributed as Hermes, whether it was one person or, or a channeling or however it is. But this is actually really interesting because what Hermetics is about really, uh, and alchemy in my perspective, is about purifying the self you know, purifying one's ego, which is very similar to the Eastern mm -hmm. method of doing it. But instead of one becoming detached from the material and doing that is yes, you will go through that process, but this, this kind of philosophy is made for people who are actually living in the world, not uh, the people that can become monks and, and yeah. all of that. So one is, okay, you either become a monk or you just become materialistic person but no there there is a middle way there and this is also what is called in kabbalah the the middle path as well yeah. of, or or even gurjeev talks about it many, yes. many people have talked about this path and so i think what's what's interesting about studying hermetics is that it actually uh, helps you consciously purify while understanding what are the things that that are happening in, in, in one's life. Like how does one, uh, for example, I'm gonna go back to the pyramids and, and the moon course. What the moon course really talks teaches you is to find your life purpose. Because our understanding here at the pyramids is that we have our soul and we have the spirit. And the soul is mainly what our personality and everything is compounded into our soul, whether it's what you've, your personality is in this life or all your past lives that have led you up to into this moment. What we do with alchemy is we are purifying our, our soul, 
uh, our desires and all of these things in order for us to be able to achieve uh, oneness what you know and so mm -hmm. i guess it's such a such a big topic that i'm trying yeah. to summarize it but what what actually happens is at some point when when you have been studying let's say hermetics alchemy and actually doing the practices and and being conscious you're bringing more awareness into everything that you say everything that you do uh, the food that you eat and all of that but without being completely radical or or going into fasting or all of that is mm -hmm. is a small i would say a kind of a transformation at the beginning and of course things get harder as you go further but you already start to release what, what we call the lower ego, which is those desires that you have. So it's not really about getting rid completely of your ego because you are mm. still in existence here in the physical, yeah. but it's about removing the lower ego desires that we have. Uh, and then as you do that, you start to reap the benefits of doing that, which is more clarity, uh, more understanding, your life becomes more 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 joyful or you know yeah it's it's, it's an incredible process and and so going back to that one year ago when about a year and a half ago when i arrived here to guatemala and i went into these classes um i immediately decided to sign up for the moon course and so i did the one month uh, with them which included the five-day silence and for me, that was probably the hardest part was to, because this was the first silence that I had ever done. And, uh, and so that's actually a big part of this course. And this, this last week is mainly the silence because what happens is a lot of times we could pick up books. Uh, I've got so many books here on the subject, but if one does not read this information and actually take the time to digest it and to figure mm. out how to implement it into your life, you're basically just adding knowledge and then yeah. you have this feeling that, okay, I already know this, but it's actually in the practice that one needs to do yes. the, the work, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why this five-day silence at the end gives you this opportunity for you to see, okay, where where is it in my, in my life that uh, the water element is off balance? Where am I with my emotions? Where am I with my mental? Where am I on my spiritual body and where am I on my physical body? So those are the four bodies which actually correspond to the four elements. Uh, the earth being physical, uh, the water being emotional, the air being the mental, and the fire being the spiritual body. And so it's, it's really amazing that when one realizes that really everything that is manifested here into this uh, physical dimension is made up of the four elements and it's only just different combinations of these four elements and within us as well we have those four elements so mm -hmm. the moon course then that's what it does is it focuses on the actual elements and how one can find balance in those elements the next step after that is the sun course which now we go deeper into the kabbalah and understanding more astrology because also within us are the energies of the planets uh, and and what we study are the seven classical planets which are the planets of the ancient astrology because those planets are mercury uh, venus uh, jupiter saturn earth moon and sun uh, sorry not earth moon sun and i'm missing one of them anyway there's seven of them mm -hmm. uh, so each one of those planets 
has their virtues and they has their vices. And so, for example, somebody who's, uh, let's say, you know, when one looks at one's uh, birth chart and you see that, let's say, Taurus is in the second house in your, in your chart, what that actually means is that Taurus is in its uh, home in, in the second house. And so without going into too much astrology, yeah. I think the point where I want to kind of tell you that I think is important for, for the listeners and for people who are studying this is to actually learn how we can liberate ourselves from this energy that already comes with us at the time of our birth. And so one understanding, for example, the planet Mars and understanding that, let's say, Mars is the planet, which a lot of people uh, look at it as a negative thing because it's related to war or related to things, but it's also related to passion, it's related to drive, it's related to many things. And so one has to study the virtues and the vices of all these planets and realize where they are within you. You know, where, 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 when is it that you, uh, you know, are becoming, let's say, uh, too much action without planning, for example, then you can identify that within yourself. And do so they, this would be the first, sorry, yeah. Do, do they also like, uh, there's multiple questions, like do, do they have like one, what I normally do with my students is I first bring up like the trivium and then, mm -hmm. uh, then they have some steps that they can take in order to, not to get lost in all this conceptualization of, of all these things that at first seem to be very abstract. Um, mm -hmm. and, and after the trivium, you could have quadrivium because like a lot of what you're describing is astronomy, geometry, all these different mm -hmm. fields that inter interrelated and you have to mm -hmm. look at like what are the correlations between these fields as well. So mm -hmm. first needed to go through these three steps. Is this something that they also contribute? And then later I have another question, but I think uh, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what 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 they do really well in this school uh, that I absolutely love about it is that they they don't actually uh, like now what I'm what I'm telling you and your listeners is I'm trying to summarize the entire subject. But when one enters the moon course, many people feel drawn to come to the moon course without really knowing what they're going for because it's it's actually comprised of three classes per day. The first one in the morning is uh, 7 a.m. and it's uh, based on esoteric yoga, which is a little bit different than the, the Eastern yogas. Of course, there are many moves that are similar, but it's esoteric in the way that it actually is aligned with the tree of life. Uh, that's the 7 a.m. class. The 10 a.m. class is the metaphysics. And then there is a different class on the subject. And the 5 p.m. is a meditation. It usually starts with a 30-minute silent meditation, and then there's a 30-minute guided meditation that is related to the week that we are. So if we are in the Earth week, what happens is it becomes a meditation related to that. If it's the water week, it's the meditations related to that. So a lot of people that come can kind of join the moon course are not really sure why they're coming there, which has kind of been amazing because... The school has been around for 30 years. They've never advertised in the past. Uh, just most of it has been students coming from word of mouth or people just walking by and feeling drawn to walk into the place. But most of the people that do this moon course get a lot of clarity in terms of what is their mission in life. And, and I think this is usually 
most of our problems because somehow we create an identity of what we're doing. For example, Mazi, uh, you know, 15 years ago was a businessman. And so being a businessman, that was how my personality was and all of that, but it wasn't truly my essence of who I was. What I was doing was, was what I would do in order to make money and things like that. But who am I really as a person? And, and this is what I really love about this uh, entire subject of studying metaphysics and hermeticism and alchemy and all of that is because you are actually shedding those layers of this personality that is not truly you. Because if you are gonna, you know, now if I, if I tell you Jasper, you know, you are, let's say a philosophy teacher now. And, and so when, when one has an identity like that, then you start to act in that way and everything, but it's not truly your essence. Like what you teach is, is your philosophy and that's, and that's wonderful. But who are you Jasper as a person? What is it that you want in life? What, are, what is it that you're looking for? And that's what I love about the school is because they're not actually coaching you in the sense of for you to find, they give you the opportunity for you to have the realization. And, and this is very like different. Pointers, than, than like pointers, like they yeah, point. They, they guide you, they take you, let's say some of the meditations, for example, that happen in the moon course are a lot of times are regressions or visualizations where they, they take you on a regression to the time in your life when you were three years old. So you will be in this meditation state and you start to think about what was your mission when you were three? What is it that you wanted to do? What is it that you wanted to do when you were 15? And then it, it gives you this, this picture of how we create our own stories about who we are and what is it mm. that we're here to do. And, and it's amazing, but truly our essence is actually what we're seeking with this because when we find our essence and uh, even though I'm, I'm not there yet, I feel like every, every change has been bringing me closer to truly who I am and, and why I'm here. Mm. So yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. And so mm. then of course these courses go deeper and there's longer silences. The, the silence of the sun course is about 40 days of silence, which they say is, what it takes for a big transformation to happen. Yeah. And, and yeah. And what about, like you mentioned before about the four elements, like do you have like some fifth element that, that eventually one ascends to? I guess that that yes. comes at a, like a later stage or, or is that included? Yeah. Like how, how do they, they hang yeah, the up? The fifth element is the spirit, which is, uh, which is part of, you know, in, in, and if you look at a lot of the magical study, yes, exactly, quintessence in alchemy and uh, spirit in, in different systems, but it is actually the pentagram star, which is why a lot of the magic that one studies, you always see the pentagram, but generally the pentagram is associated with maybe something negative or, or things like that in the past or witchy or anything like that, but it's actually the symbol of those four elements and the one on top would be quintessence or, or spirit. Yeah. So yes, one, one, but before one can balance the actual, uh, before one can find that, that fifth element, one needs to have the balance on the four elements. Mm. So, so this is why one doesn't talk too much about the fifth element, but after one has the four elements, then one finds the balance and, and can be there.
Yeah, I think like for many of my generation, we were like brought up with the, uh, I don't know if you know the TV show, uh, The Last Airbender, like Avatar, which is like dealing yeah. with these four teams as well. And like all these characters, they have these archetypal uh, characters, and, mm -hmm. uh, like the personalities. And um, he, he goes through this uh, self-discovery and trying to master all the elements, which is something like very symbolic is like different mm -hmm. aspects of ourselves. And then eventually mm -hmm. he learns to, to bend energy as well, uh, which mm -hmm. is always like a very powerful show that I always like once in two years, like rewatch. And it's very similar to that. And, and I also was struck by like the similarity with like Pythagoras. I was doing some, some research for, for a student about that and Pythagoras is also some figure that's very misrepresented but he does very it sounds very similar to what you're describing what he was trying to do as well with uh, his students being vegetarians and uh, they had to go through different stages there were three uh, phases and they had to learn mathematics and um, he also went traveling to like places like Egypt and Baghdad and uh, he went he went to the Oracle Delphi and he got a lot mm -hmm. of like um, secret teachings that like initially he had to pay students to come uh, be teached by him. And later on, he got more and more recognized. And that's for something very that struck me because like, like, I think when somebody chooses to be like a philosopher has give some importance to what their view is on life, then a lot of people around them, they don't really want to listen because like they're so engaged with um all the concerns that that come uh, and arises through every day like paying the bills and all these types of stuff um mm -hmm. that people don't really see a connection like why is philosophy important in that like how does it influence our life choices and a lot of people don't see that mm -hmm. connection um so is there i think is there something in consideration in that like it could be a very beautiful experience that i could have uh, being there in Las Pyramids, but when I get back to my my old roots, like, is there some way that that because you ultimately have to find your own way to to mm -hmm. to navigate through all these things that drama that that we're dealing with? Is this taken mm -hmm. into account, or is this like because I could imagine like some people getting there feeling so great about all the interesting people around them, but then you know they're gonna keep there staying there and. Um, there's no way for them to, to go back and spread this word, word around. Is this something that yeah. you see? Yeah, uh, well, actually our, our teacher, Chatty, uh, she did the reason she, she created this, uh, this, this whole program is her, her mission and the mission of Las Pyramides is to bring light to planet Earth, which means uh, for her, she, the way she sees it is to actually get students to have these realizations that they need and then wherever they're from for one to be able to return there and be able to spread the light in those places because the thing with yes of course a lot of people can come and do the moon course and and when they go back they just go back to that job or whatever it is that they had and then there is this feeling inside like okay this is not what life is about, you know? And I think that's what we're, we're doing here in the pyramids is helping people wake up. But of course it's not easy because one, one has to, you know, once, once you learn and you, you know, as, as in the matrix, I think with the red pill and the blue pill, like you can have this life of, you know, going ignorant into the world and, 
and you know, and it's okay because you know, at some point, what we believe in 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 these studies is that one day you're gonna have to reach this level and realize that you you need to return back to oneness, whatever that means. And I I might go into that a little bit later, but it's to have that conscious realization that there is more to our life. We didn't just come here to earth and we happen to be living and all of that, but we need to have this awakening and it's a true awakening, you know? And I think this is where, you know, I'll touch a little bit on the past where, yes, we can have small awakenings like, you know, when one drinks ayahuasca for the first time or maybe many times after you get those awakenings, but how do you bring it back into your physical life and actually walk this path from now on not just during the trip you have this incredible realization that you need to forgive somebody in your family and all of that but once you come back you're like oh i'm not really sure i want to give them a call and everything because you you only get a glimpse of what division is but division doesn't actually become real until you bring it into the physical and this is why the Kabbalah is quite interesting to, to study because one realizes that, yes, it all starts with a thought, it starts with a vision, but then it has to descend into the physical dimension for it to be real. And so here at Las Pyramides, they, they, we, we do not recommend uh, using any, any substances because what we want is, yes, the path is longer, but once you reach a certain step, it's very hard for you to, to return back because you have to start to believe this new uh, framework or paradigm of understanding so that you can uh, walk this path. And there is no finish line because if, if one doesn't complete it in this life, one will come back. But anything that you learn in this spirituality, you add to your soul, whether you have your full enlightenment, as they call it, or, or illumination in, in the Western philosophy, is once you have that, you have gained uh, your, your uh, I would say, like, for example, your next incarnation, you would remember your, your, your incarnation of now, and you would mm -hmm. remember all your past incarnations. And so what happens in that moment is you realize, oh my God, oh, okay, I used to be, uh, I was a thief in three lives back. And, and because of that, I am no longer this. So a lot of the things that we are unconscious about or uh, are not particularly conscious, like why, why, why am I not a thief now? It's just for me, it doesn't make sense for me to steal. But why is it that I, that I come to this understanding now? And this is because I have probably been that in a past life. And so once one mm. has this illumination experience and realizes that you are all of these lives together and you have that then you do not come come in like you do not uh, go backwards in your in your lesson so this is why the study is really important i think jasper because once you start to progress in it like there is really no way to go back like for me with with a lot of the plant medicine yes it was incredible it opened doors it made me realize that there is something beyond uh this physical dimension but as soon as i was back here that you know i i knew about that feeling or what it felt like to be there but it wasn't ingrained in my soul anymore it it was just a story that i had about what i was experiencing here here the work is 
uh, and the work with hermetics and alchemy and all of that is really about going into your personality and breaking it down. Understand, you know, for example, uh, jealousy or or envy or uh, any of the the sins that are known and all that. How does one go and actually make that change? And so a big part of, of, of what we study uh, is to actually contemplate and think about and remember those moments where, let's say you were angry, you have suppressed anger, you have things like that. And once you write them down, so what, what, what this is actually not part of the pyramids, but this is something that I've implemented by studying is, we called it the, the book of shadows, where, where you actually every day wake up and you write down the things that you think, oh, okay, this is this is what I did today, or or this is what I did yesterday, and then you put it down because once you write it in that book, you're making it come out of your subconscious mind, which is just a thought, and then bring it to your consciously by actually writing it on the paper. And now you're making it visible. You're illuminating this thing, and once you illuminate it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will change immediately. But now you are, it's visible to your conscious. And so the next time you go into a situation where you might feel envy or jealousy from somebody, you're like, oh, okay, I've already brought this to the light. So it comes up. And so as you bring that in, this is how a lot of the change can actually happen. So it has to be conscious. It has to be on a physical level. And it has to be worked on daily for one to ultimately get the fruits, which is a better life in, in the sense of more understanding, more joy, and all of the things that we seek. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answered your question, but uh, yeah, I kind of no, went no, no, it, it does. It does. It's, it, it's, it, it's like quite something. I would love to go into what, what we think on, on metaphysics, but to, to have like an entry to it, I think like what you spoke on uh, about like a persona, um like a lot of spirituality only seems to deal with with that level of, of our of our consciousness of our attention but uh, you're familiar with also with what you chief you spoke about like you need to cultivate your own being so being being present so it's like not just the presence that that we need to do but it's also like the being itself like we attribute like being more generous being more this being more that um, but we empathize, emphasize different aspects of ourselves that we think should be more uh, cultivated. But um, just a mere being, like being being here, like aware with our attention, like self-remembering, is that like something that is also taken into account that it's not just addressing our personal, our personality is also important to address, but uh, it's not the full extent of our, of our, of our consciousness. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing about, uh, and I keep coming back to the school, because there are many <coughs> what they call mystery schools out there. And a lot of these schools focus on teaching people uh, magic, let's say. And we talked a little bit about it in the last, uh, in the last, uh, last podcast. The thing with, with people's desires to kind of learn this is usually you know, for example, somebody wants to learn magic so that they can manifest, let's say, more money or uh, love or or something like that. Those, even though they're valid, but once one is able to 
let's say, support himself, finds the person that he, like, what is it that we really want for our souls? And so this is why magic is actually divided into two different kinds. So you have something called low magic, which is about, it's not necessarily low because it's, it's not very, it's just that it comes maybe from the lower ego where we need, let's say, money or love or any of those things. And then you have what we call high magic. And high magic is about this ascension process, which is the same that, you know, in Christianity is the Jesus uh, process, which I actually don't want to get into that because there's so many things to talk about the Bible and, and how if one has the key to the understanding of what the message is in the Bible, you realize that it's actually the same. Uh, all of them are the same philosophies, just told in a different way for the people at certain times for them to be able to find this information. But once you have the key uh, in terms of understanding metaphysics, you realize that really this is our objective here is how can we purify ourselves? And as my teacher says, to clean your clothes so that the lighter you are, the, the better you can ascend into this perspective or dimensions or whatever we want to call them. But it is a process of ascension. Uh, you know, I feel uh, I'm a little, I feel a little polarized when, when sometimes I hear, because for me in the past, I used to hear being in those hippie communities and a lot of those kind of places, we talk about ascension and, and 5D and, and all of that. And, and it gets to a point where sometimes you're like, okay, so what are we supposed to do? Just sit and hang around until 5D comes around or <laughs> what is it that we're meant to do? I think this is, this is one of the big illusions of, of this is, yes, they do take some of the terms from uh, ancient philosophies, but, but it's not just about sitting there. There will be no uh, major full ascension for everybody. You know, it will be, it's every one of us is here to have their own personal ascension for us to be able to deal with those vices that we have, uh, whether they're elemental vices or related to the four elements, planetary vices, and then ultimately zodiacal vices. So th these are actually the levels that it starts. And, and if we look at one of the, the trees in Kabbalah, what you can see on the tree of life is it starts with the bottom of the tree where it's Malkut, it's called, which is the earth, which is ruled by the four elements. And then from the earth, we move up towards the, the moon, which is the astral body now. So now you've gone from the physical into the astral. And then there you have the moon, Mercury, Venus, Sun, uh, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. And now those are the seven planets. But then the sphere that comes after Saturn is the zodiacal sphere, uh, zodiacal sphere, which is the 12 zodiacal elements. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing for like, you know, once you start to dive into this kind of information and you, you see the truth in it, uh, it's something so exciting and so refreshing, Jasper, because yeah. especially for someone like me who kind of dabbled in so many different topics and subjects and, and not really understanding how I could find uh, clarity in this. To, to study this, this uh, Western esoteric or, or mysteries is you, you can see the change in you. You can start to realize them. It's not just 
sitting and meditating. It's like, no, meditation together with practice, together with being a better person when you're out there. This is what our teacher here is actually trying to make of us. It's she wants us not to become magicians that can go out and manifest millions of dollars for ourselves, but she wants us to actually be uh, lighter, uh, be, be of light, be of service to humanity, because this is truly our ultimate goal. Every one of us, even though we don't truly fully realize, but once we get into actually doing a little bit of service, there is this feeling inside of us that feels good. And, and so here, what we try to do in Las Pyramides is to be able to help us cultivate this feeling because this is really the, the true joy that we actually gonna get. Once you have the money that you need, once you have the love of your life, once you have all of that, what else are we gonna be doing this for? You know, So, so this is really the, the high magic part of of this the subject yes it's uh, it's so many people are so drawn with uh, like what you said in the beginning like wanting something like isn't it more important for people to be looking at what they need like this is also like uh when i say you know i want uh so and so i, I want to be famous or something like that and I really don't really know what it actually implies. Like once I get that, it might be like totally shocking and not something I was looking for. Uh, but I ask that request constantly. So I think those are some things that need to be taken into account is that, you know, like you have to start out with asking more of like, it's, it's interesting. Like when you talk just about Jesus, like there's one parable about Jesus when he was asked like who he is that he gets like, you tell me. Like, instead of like me telling you who I am, you, you tell me like, you know, that mm -hmm. that's just like we, we need to show it instead of like just mm -hmm. telling somebody that, you know, this is how it is. Because like some of the things uh, that you mentioned about Kabbalah, it seems for some people to be very abstract, but once they actually like embody it, it's become so much clearer. So I, I, because I, I, I went to a similar process, I don't know until what extent equally, um, but I'm a pretty pretty much familiar with the Kabbalistic tree that you're talking of. And, um, but it's also like such a vast topic that like Kabbalists spend their entire life decoding the Torah and all the codes, codes mm -hmm. and messages that is in there. So it's such a, such a, it's a, such a deep process because that you, you mentioned earlier progress and uh, uh, we have like a certain purpose and goal, which is very, etiological that were very driven to have goals that we're constantly aim at and then we get it and then we found out you know no we actually want more so we could keep on mm -hmm. striving without actually reaching a certain point that we finally hit that climax of like oh find out that it's actually more about like uh being actually in the moment like cultivating uh our, our full enjoyment what gives us life, life meaning uh, but it's yeah. it's so important to do that through through initiatory phases, which I really do appreciate from those schools. So that like mm -hmm. when like the path that I'm I would see as I, I'm on like the pathless path is that like you have to go through like self initiation, that mm -hmm. that you're not blind on structures that um, you can follow. Like for me, it's always like in schools, it was always very difficult to follow up with what the groups is doing because like my mind just works very differently. Uh, mm -hmm. So if there's all these social rules that I have to comply to, then 
my mind is so much more distracted and like oh i have to form like this and so it, it i don't know if it is for for everyone is that something that you also take into consideration like how how does one choose is to uh be moved uh towards that that way of uh that that path that or yeah that way of of um initiation i i guess it's best mm -hmm. to see mm -hmm. it like that yeah yeah i mean of course there are uh, there are paths of self-initiation uh, and and that was kind of what i was going through before i joined the school uh, yes it, it it can be done if you have the discipline if you are the kind of person that you know knows what you really want all of that i think self-initiation is a great way because you know having real authentic schools that their goals is or their mission is to actually help humanity, this will be very hard to find. I mean, not everybody can just take a flight and come here to Guatemala and be able to do it. So a lot of people do study through self-initiatic systems, which kind of teach very similar methods. Like, for example, going back to the Kabbalah and what you were saying about the Kabbalists, uh, in Kabbalah, there's, there's really... I mean, I would say two different types of Kabbalah. You have what uh, what we call the written Kabbalah, which is actually what you find in the Torah and the books. And then there is what, they, what we call here in the pyramids, the unwritten Kabbalah. The unwritten Kabbalah is actually, uh, you know, when, when I say we study Kabbalah, we're not actually sitting and studying and reading the Torah. We're understanding what that means in us. So to, to actually... When, when one does the sun course, this is the point of doing the sun courses. During those 40 days, by you having the basics coming in, you will receive this knowledge, call it from the divine or call it the invisible or anywhere. So you start to open this channel where you can receive this knowledge. And, and that's why it's good to have a teacher in, in the initiatic way because the teacher should be for you the person that you can look up to, that you can see, yes, this person is truly doing what they're doing, is walking their talk. And, and you know, as you probably know, and, and as we've seen with many of the gurus and people out there, is people are not really walking their talk. Yes, they have good knowledge, which, you know, they've studied and then they say it to you. But are they really walking their talk? And, th and this is something with initiation that's very interesting to understand is, when, when one does an initiation into this, uh, this world of the invisible or metaphysics, or what you're doing is by, by the teacher, actually, they are giving you a certain, uh, uh, you know, so they give you this initiation, which actually does something into your subconscious mind. That's why initiations, for example, that the orders do or the Egyptians used to do. They used to take you through a process where you had to, let's say, walk into the room. Uh, I think in the Great Pyramid, they have the, I can't remember what the name of the hall was. There's a hall of truth. Uh, King, King's to, Chamber? Yeah, near the, just before the King's Chamber. I think it's between the Queen's Chamber and the King's Chamber. And I can't really remember what it was, but basically you stand there and you have to now face yourself before you can go into that final initiation of the king's chamber where you would go into the sarcophagus for three days. So yes, 
Uh, one can study this on their own. There are plenty of great books out there. But I think if one finds a teacher, it's truly a blessing to be able to find someone that you can look up to and say, okay, this person is wonderful. I see, you know, the person doesn't get angry or the person, I mean, may not get angry, but the person has control of their emotions, has their mind clear, uh, things are working, you know? And so then you say, wow, this is really amazing. I, I like my, my, my desire now is to be more like my teacher in this way because I see her, how she, how she handles this, how she runs this entire operation uh, just by herself. I mean, she has her two daughters, which also are teachers at the, at the school, but really like the, 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 the way everything is made comes from Chatty. The, the, the courses are, are, are channeled uh, in, in thousands of students have been through the school and and I know it's almost like here in the in the village where we live because this was actually the first center that ever opened here in in, uh, in San Marcos in the town we're in you can tell who are the people who have been initiated and who hasn't because there's something that changes about somebody you know even me uh, taking I, I just took my my fourth initiation now uh, before uh, between the, the time we recorded the podcast and now and so I took my fourth level initiation which was a 21 day uh, silence with the intention of being initiated as a as a teacher in the school something shifted in me again Jasper which was amazing because it's like I thought okay every time you think okay here I am I, I understand it I get it and then all of a sudden when you're given this initiation something shifts again and sometimes people notice it almost immediately and sometimes it takes a few weeks or months or or even six months for me from my second initiation till till now it was there was a big gap there before i could really put to practice all the theory that i was learning so this is the thing with 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 this subject and you know occultism esoteric metaphysics is find a school that is legitimate if you can go there study practice and do the practical work not just to read the books i i i'm uh, guilty of doing that because i love to read and so mm. i end up reading so many different books on the subject but then i only get like 20 different perspectives of different people on the subject but when you when you take a, uh, when you take a course like this and you go into the, the the practice and the theory and then the silence, you receive something that is that is outside of these books. That is even if it was written in the books, you wouldn't it wouldn't work on you in the same way. And this is why initiations were so important in the past. Uh, it's because it has to bring both your conscious and your subconscious mind into alignment for that shift to happen. You know, mm. I don't know if I'm if it's if it's clear. Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I think it's 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 like just so for some some people, it's very uh, to good to to have those like guidelines. Um, but I, I, it's still something that I personally ponder. And and like Gertie spoke about like the the importance of studying in groups, wherein mm -hmm. is like I'm also on this podcast is like inspired by Krishnamurti who said like you can't you don't need anybody so i'm trying to find to 
finding for reconciliation in that um mm -hmm. like ones like there are people knowing like satsang for example means like being around good people um mm -hmm. but often those people when they come there like i'm not going to be like judgmental about them and, and, and there's perhaps maybe good examples but for most cases it still feels very superficial when 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 you get there because like the um they're repressing all which like if i encounter people just on the street or just people that consider much more like normies um they they actually can be very much much gentler and not be good people in that category but um like how we interact with them they, they have a lot of genuity because like they were they don't really confuse like I don't see spirituality. You have to move from a place, or that you have to live somewhere else, or you have to do this and that. Um, but it's like changing your awareness, and by changing your awareness, your values change, and thereby you live according to those values. So it's first that that and 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 that can be like done to 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 anyone. So it's like I think I'll work, and then hoping that is this is also something bridged over to uh, the schools there. It's like how does this all these teachings uh eventually spread out because like you know i get very anxious when i when i see like things on when i look up facebook and all the things that are happening uh all the dramas with 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 the covid and, and the polarization and mm -hmm. oh man it's a, it's it's quite something going going on so how does somebody translate teachings that are, are arising from from there into their day life i guess i i asked a similar question uh before but i, I think it's a very important question because that that seems to like tie it in together so um what one is taught for initially might sound very abstract wherein this if they go through those stages that gets embodied more and more um but here, here like I don't have like I have a few friends that are interested in those types of topics, but when it comes to like speaking about it, it's it's very rare. Wherein like when mm -hmm. you know you've been to Pesach as well, when when you're there, you can and you mentioned about people saying about ascension, you can talk about almost anything, and, and there's not a lot of controversy as much because like people pondered about topics that are normally very controversial, but here there are so many unspoken assumptions and things that drama that we we all have to deal with. And, and 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 i almost feel like you know like there's all these wars and like gurdjieff says there's no way that we can become like good people because we're like initially we have all these impulses and we're acting very robotic and we all have identifications so once our identifications get attacked our self-image then we can do horrible things so there's many people walking around still with very high ego identifications and i also if i honest to myself i'm also have to keep myself constantly in check to not fall into the identification which for now is just very easy but when i you know i have to interact with my parents and all the things that all the obligations that we all have there are our identities changes like it is because like we're we have like a certain adaptability like we we have to adapt to the people around us and thereby we constantly have to mold who we are temporarily a network can touch a, a deeper level because and i think that can where those schools can be very helpful where you have this space where people are like uh, at least respectful for that you're going through those processes uh, not to mm -hmm. say that that's not fully happening here but it's just that there are so many things that pulls our attention of things that we we 
like I feel like I have to do something like I'm a vegetarian and I, my, most of my friends are not so for me initially it was very difficult to still being uh, invited by to barbecues and to see all my friends like eating so much meat and not questioning like where does it come from and that they're an animal that died for it there but I also don't want to force them to to change the, their way so it's like you know how, how can somebody um, use the lessons that they've learned there um, to also like how, how does it move into these circumstances that I think a lot of people, listeners have similar, well, I don't know if uh, like with the vegetarian, I think there's differences, but at least that people have to deal with like contradicting values that our society values one thing, like for example, having a lot of money, status and, uh, and all that comes with that fame and glory and pride. And then like a person that's in, in, interested in philosophy like myself, like wisdom and truth and beauty. Um, mm -hmm. These are things that are pulling me up much more. But if I look into the world, yeah, in nature, I can find it. But I, it's so mm -hmm. difficult to, to see that in every moment while there's so many things that like, you know, with our environment and there are so many like things that should be brought into attention. But at the same time, it's, it's you don't sort of want to force anybody just like keep on talking about negativity and um things that i think should be pulled at some tension about things that we should do something about um mm -hmm. so I, I i think like how um i'm looking for a way to to mold it into a question but uh in what way um can one like it is 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 there is there some consideration looking at somebody's background coming in there like, is that taken into consideration? Uh, you see, the, what we believe here in, uh, in uh, not just in this school, but in, in many of the other mystery schools and or orders that are out there, is that some something from the invisible usually will guide you to go into this, whether you realize it or not. There is some uh, you know, unconscious or invisible that that is bringing you to there, uh, and I'm trying to formulate an answer to to what you just said. But for example, one of the things that's very important here in in what we study is first clean and purify yourself, because a lot of what we're perceiving out there, uh, Jasper, is is our own perception of what is happening there. Yes, we can commonly agree that there is a pandemic that's happening and this is happening. But what you understand about what's happening and what I understand about what's happening, even if we agree on what we agree on, there's yeah. still a different perspective of what we see. And so, mm -hmm. like, for example, even what you were saying with the vegetarianism and your friends that invite you to the barbecue, I think when, when one truly embodies this different perspective of seeing you realize that in this physical dimension, there is duality and there will always be duality because this is just the way that this, this physical dimension is created. And so instead of one going to one side or going to the other side and, or, or like, you know, we talked about in the last podcast, what your polarization was not to be polarized is to actually say, okay, I understand that I need to make the change in my life. So that, you know, when they say, be the change that you want to see in the world, there is truth there. Because once you are this change within you, 
it's not that you become blind to what's happening there, is that you start to understand that there is a reason for why negative things happen because negative, and you know, they say without darkness, you, there, there is no, there's no light and without, you know, and so contrast, all of yeah. that, this is the reason why duality exists. So when one can rise above this, uh, you know, feeling of injustice, or uh, being polarized and all of that, and actually make that change within yourself, you not only not see it, but you start to understand that there is a divine plan that is that is happening. And, and this is actually what's what's the beauty of this. It's of course it's it doesn't doesn't mean that one does not suffer, you know, with uh, you know all this polarization polarization about the vaccination and everything, which I was also very polarized about because I was against vaccination. Now I I just know that for me. I don't want to get vaccinated. This is my thing, but I'm not gonna, you know, no, no. go and fight and and do all of that because I feel like, you know, there's nothing really that we can do. You know, what I can do is how I feel about the situation or what yeah. I bring awareness to myself. Yeah, I, I think like to to make my question a little bit more precise, in that um, like a lot of what you teach, it I I understand it because like I done similar research in America and Kabbalah. But how can you simplify without oversimplify these 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 important matters to to friends and people that don't have those uh, done their own research or took maybe didn't even start that that self initiation path? Like how mm -hmm. can you make it like point towards like I I I think I think I, I have my own answers, but I I I find it much more important just to consider like. What, what what can we transform ourselves and and also the people around us because like we have to like what you're pointing towards you have to be examples you have to be mm -hmm. uh, be the change so i i know that there's an answer in, in that already um but it's i don't i think it's a very tricky just because it's um i'm naming it like a, a an example that people a lot of people have of uh knowing so much but not knowing like you know you have these two hemispheres you you, you you know so much like internally but when you're like in a conversation with somebody else like people struggling to to find words to to articulate like i i personally mm -hmm. have a um worked on my articulation for a long time uh but i always find it a challenge to not to be overly engaged in all this material like i had a, a friend here in, in bolsvart who i learned a lot from he was very deep into spirituality um and i've learned quite a lot from that person but he he was so embedded in his material that he could not really communicate to other people what he was doing um and that's that's a very big problem so it's like for yeah for him it all makes sense and i was trying to grasp it because i i also had some research done on it but he was like, for example, following the mind calendar. And these are things that initially are very complex. And you have to re rethink about a lot of like what time is and how do I interact and build a relationship with it. Um, and so for a lot of people, they're like, they're, they're discouraged because like, it's just too much to just pass on. But how, how can one simplify it without like oversimplify it? And that it's, yeah. I guess, like this Sesame Street 
level that everyone can get it you know because that that i think yeah. supported to spark a uh, transformation that we're not just you know having this mental masturbation of yeah this is interesting that's interesting but how does it really uh you know like translate into our context in our daily lives is yeah, I think the thing with with transformation and change, Jasper, is that it truly has to come from within. This is why also uh, here at the school, sometimes we have students that show up and on the first day of, of when the classes are going to happen, something inside them, they freak out and they decide that they want to go and they don't want to be a part of this. You see, why yeah. these things happen is because people are sometimes ready for the change and people are not ready for the change. I think when someone has this burning desire, when, when you realize that, okay, everything that's happening out there in your perception of the world is not exactly how it's meant to be. There is something that you wanna change. I see a lot of people communicating what they wanna change outwardly. What, what, why yeah, I think is, thing, yeah. is important. That's the yeah, is everyone has an opinion about what's happening, whether it's from everything to everything. And, and what that's doing to us is it's creating this division within us. But when one rises and understands the realms that are happening above this physical dimension, and then you start to understand why duality is truly necessary to happen in this physical, because, you know, if you take any you know, experience, let's say you had in your life that was super hard in the past. And then, you know, from that you learned a lesson. And then now that lesson doesn't happen anymore. So oh, your microphone is uh, not working properly. Oh, nothing's changed yet. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'll put it on pause. So just a sec, people. So um, I, I think that's, like you, you cleared up a trap for me that that I was in. Like, um, you know, I, I see these, or at least from my question, and in, in that like, I see a lot of things happening, and and I'm gonna be pulled by this projection that we're all in, engaged in, but not recognizing mm -hmm. like that I have to like transform. It would, I was, I am on that path, but it's just that it's 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 long duringly. Like it's uh, it also includes like the external and internal all. Both intertwined. So mm -hmm. um, if I change my awareness, but I don't change my diet or exercise, and all these things are also part of it, then yes, it's it's very beneficial, but it's still not um, taking me as in as a whole because like we we have to look at our all our aspects and all our aspects mm -hmm. of uh, how we move about. Um, I, I would like to go into, I know that you're in very much like myself into like metaphysics. I, I have my own ideas on it, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what you get teach there and to a certain degree, to degree it like as far as you can like initiate now. Um, but yeah, like a, it's a very interesting philosophical topic that uh, I think people should consider because like a lot of things people think, oh, these are just, uh, abstract speculations but it, it, like to, to just start off from from what i think of what metaphysics is is it's like an extension of our ontology so what we see as our our reality we we take that for granted it's it comes as is as it is suggested 
Uh, but what's underlying there is something that we cannot perceive. Well, we can through uh, changing our awareness, we can perhaps see it with our uh, senses, but it, 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 we need to use our five senses combined and with combined with our sixth sense, which is reason, like the inner mind's eye, and those combinations together can bridge us off into the metaphysical. But if that's, metaphysical is not separate from uh, the ontology, so what it still finds some ways that we're still familiar, can familiarize with it because we like have this ego construct, which normally just aware with tables and chairs and all these objects. But when you're going into like the deep metaphysical, there's less and less unrecognizable. So uh, it initially still, there's some blur to it and you can still see colors and uh, vibrations and all these things that people when psychedelics, like uh, you get into these visionary states, but then eventually if you go deeper and deeper there, it, it just, there's almost no ways to, 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 to articulate and, and find any, um, thing that's correlating with our they're like it's correlating underneath but it's not mm -hmm. like we we have any language to something familiar especially you want to explain to somebody like if you explain electricity you use water as an analogy like how it has a current and, and from there you can like initially describe it a little bit what it is but um is there some metaphor that that you what like what is your first of all like what is your metaphysical um view of what is the how do you see metaphysics uh and do you see it like something metaphorical that it has some pro um, properties that we're familiar with um but then like it just has like multiple layers of it just like when we're interpreting mm -hmm. a symbol um how do you see that yeah okay so I, how I how I would summarize this I think uh, and also this is how my teacher explains it with uh, metaphysics is basically anything that is beyond the physical, anything that we do not perceive in this physical dimension. But the reason why we don't perceive those is because even though we are born with many of these faculties, as we grow up into society and the things that we get to learn and this environment that we live in, we start to close off these faculties that we have let's say clairvoyance or, or you know, being able to see beyond or spirits or entities or all of these things that many of us sometimes can open this channel during, let's say, an ayahuasca ceremony or psychedelics. But this is the goal of what we study here in the metaphysics is not just to study the theories, because if you're just going to study theories, you can be the expert guy on metaphysics theories. But to what, what our teacher says is, do the practice and open. First, the first major practice that we do here is about becoming lucid in our dreams, because this is the first level that one can enter. And in, in yeah, earlier when I was sick. telling you about the, the earth and the Kabbalah, and then the next one is the moon, which is the astral. So we talk about opening this astral uh, dimension. And so the easiest way for one to open this is to do it in their dreams. All of us can do the lucid dreaming, but many times what stops us is actually not doing it. You know, a lot of people don't try to do it or don't try to do the practice. But once you open up this uh, or have this lucidity in your dream, 
what happens is you can then go and look for the answers that you want and you want to find the real truths for you. So I think where, where, where there's sometimes a lot of confusion is that there's really two major types of dreams. There's the dreams that happen on a psychological level within your mind. And then there is what we call the astral dimension. If let's say you have uh, you know, issues that, you know, you need to pay your rent and you, you don't have the money and this is what's going on in your mind all day, most likely in the night when you go to sleep, you're probably going to dream about something related to that. But this is why when, when one is working with these four elements or the four bodies, what you're trying to do is bring balance to all of that so that when you do go into sleep and, and you are dreaming, you actually can have what my teacher calls the click, where you realize, okay, I'm in a dream now, I'm awake. And then in that moment that you become lucid in your dream, you know, people talk about flying and, and doing all these things, but the, the real reason why it's important for us to open the astral is for us to get the answers that we're looking for. Because, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the principles of the Kabbalion is it says, there is no truth, but half truth. And so a big reason for that too is because we need to find really what is our truth and our truth is, is within us. And, and whether we think of you know, the dimensions being outside of us, really what you're doing is going more within without going too much into the Eastern, which is also the same way as talking about. But when you open this astral dimension within yourself, you can then choose to go and find what is it that your soul came here for, because now you're having this connection with your soul uh, by, by going into this level, or you're traveling through your soul where your ego now stays in bed, sleeping there. But what, of course, there's still some ego that goes with you, but now it's like, okay, I want to find out why am I here? So this is why in the second week of the, of the moon course, the first week of the moon course, which is the earth element, is it teaches a little bit about metaphysical concepts, which were the things that we talk about. What is metaphysics? What does it mean? And all of that. But then the second week is immediately, okay, now they start giving you practices and training so that you can now become lucid, whether it's through lucid dreaming or astral traveling. And really mm -hmm. the main difference between them is one is you go to sleep and then you wake up in your dream. And the other one is you go into meditation and you go out with your astral body and, and explore uh, the dimension. So you're in meditation and the other one is you're asleep, but you end up in the same place, which is the astral dimension that we're talking about. But then things go further than that. That is only just the first level of that. But I think Jasper, going back to a little bit about the question that you were saying is, why should one really do this? Is because you will feel the truth when you're there, you know, like uh, if, if I come and give you another philosophy, you might read and say, oh, yeah, this was great, but this is not for me. But when you do the practice yourself and you are actually going in there and you are finding out why is it that you came here? What is your soul? What happens? What is the truth? And of course, within those dimensions, there are many dimensions. So the astral is only the first one that we open. As, as my teacher explains it, she's, there are seven dimensions. And as you rise into these seven dimensions, it doesn't mean that, for example, in the astral is all truth. There is also illusion, which is also what happens here in this dimension is we have this illusion or, or, or lies. And, 
But as you were able to take your body into those higher levels of awareness, you can get the truth. And, you know, like all the old uh, masters that were into metaphysics and all of these like Rudolf Steiner or, or many of the amazing Mozart, Beethoven, all these guys were all practicing and studying this where they can go into the astral dimension and be able to go further so they can bring inventions into this physical dimension or to bring art like Salvador Dali or, or any of those masters as they were bringing this information from the astral. But if one wants to just bring in the clarity for oneself, yes, that is the first step. But then as you, as you kind of fulfill all your 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 uh, human desires or animal desires or whatever it is that you need now, you start to think about, okay, what can I really bring to make this planet better? What can I do in order to resolve something that is beyond my understanding now? That's why I, I, I think this, this is a really good thing to study. Or for me, it's my life now, all, all, all of what I study, because I can see that through studying this, I am learning more about myself, number one. I'm learning more about creation and really how it how it happens. On some level, maybe I understand 5% of what it is, but still that 5% is 50 times more than what I understood before I, I got to that level, you know? So this, this everyday more understanding, more awareness is what's gonna take us to this uh, life that we're seeking, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of problems that are happening in the world. Um, I we, you know, many many of these things happen. Like right now, all this negativity that's happening, we cannot see why really this is happening. You know, yeah, we have stories about who controls the world or whatever it is, and we see those people as negative or evil or whatever because we are looking at it from a polarized perspective. But if we understand that this change is necessary on some level without having this understanding today, but maybe 300 years from now, when we come back and we reincarnate and we say, oh, wow, oh, okay, well, that, that big thing that happened there, oh, I can see now why there was a positive because they're always coming together, the positive and the negative. They're just, they're the same thing. They're just on a different scale of what it is. And so... So this is why also part of this, this studying is to uh, lose this polarization so that we are not just judging or judging others or judging uh, situations and then feeling it because we don't know. This is, this is what we learn in, yeah. in the school. It's, we learn to know that we will never really know everything. And that yeah. is what illumination finally is, is to know. Yeah. But even on that level of human uh, illumination or, or human enlightenment is only the first step, Jasper, of in Kabbalah, for example, we have four levels of that. And the first mm-hmm. one on the human level, after all the studying and everything, is you only complete one step. And this is why there is no finish line. And But the sooner mm-hmm. we get into this and the sooner we start to apply those teachings into our everyday life, become better humans, be in service to humanity and all of that, those are the qualities that we take onto our soul. And then on our next life, when we come in, if we haven't completed the great work, as they call it in magic or illumination, is we will carry on from where we left off in our last life. So everything comes with this. There, there is benefit. 
into it and and i don't know if that answered your question uh, yeah yeah it's it's something that i i would like to build on is that um well with astral projection like a lot of people think oh those things are not really possible but there's there's some evidence especially with uh lucid dreaming and also with remote viewing that shows that our consciousness can be non-local that it doesn't have to be in the brain so i i follow you there um it's it's occurs to me like when you say like words like the truth it's good to define it because uh the truth is it's a paradox it's 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 quite you know you know it and you don't know it at the same time so there's like this different um now and i sat in the past for example like the search is the truth and this is something i thought of this 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 afternoon like I, even that statement um now looking back at it from a later stage i think i still see some validity in the point uh but i i found out a different layers that the search is actually a projection so if i search mm -hmm. for something i'm also at the same time projecting it or i'm basing it from another projection which is still myself but then like mm -hmm. from a fragmented state so um it's so quite something to uh to go through as a person to 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 have these revelations because we're, we're i think and also there you mentioned about polarity i think it's important to find this balance between revelation having these insights these sharks of insight but then mm -hmm. uh using our reason to find how, how can we integrate this and, and make this part of our personality uh, yeah. sure part of part of our part of our life and part of our uh you know what yeah, I mean, man, it's it's really incredible, Jasper, in, in the sense of, I'm just going to close the window because I think there is some guy speaking on a speakerphone. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, man, it's, uh, I think the, the you know, what, what my teacher talks about is, um, and, and of course many of the ancients also talked about, is the fruits, uh, judge or, or look, at a, look at a person by their fruits. And, and, and this of course can be also taken in a way, like we think the fruits many times are what you own or what you belong, but the fruits really, the fruits of your soul are, are really the qualities and the virtues that you can take. So uh, by studying this material and, and understanding it, whether it's through Kabbalah or through hermetics or through alchemy, is you realize that as you go up uh, or as you, as you purify or as you ascend or however we want to use the words, what happens is something that that changes inside you brings you a better understanding like even for me when i was telling you the story about coming last year here i thought i knew what i wanted i thought i knew what i wanted to do and and you know and this i'm a i was 42 last year or 41 when i arrived here to guatemala and you would think that somebody at 41 and based on my story and my background, I felt pretty clear. I felt like I understood what I want, but there's always this little something that was in the back that was kind of itching me saying, okay, well, there's gotta be something more to this. And, and, but what is it, you know, what is it? What is it that I'm really, really seeking here? 
and I think once you start to dive into this material, uh, and I don't mean just in theory and studying it, but actually taking in the practice, Gurdjieff has a great, I mean, is a great, is a master that yeah. taught how to actually do this practice in the day. Like he talks about, and I think this was from Gurdjieff, if I'm not mistaken, where every five minutes, one of the practices that every five minutes you stop and think about how you feel and realize where you are and, and bring, and this is what bringing awareness is. Like all of us talk about, oh, we wanna bring more awareness to this and bring mm -hmm. more, but what does it really mean to bring more awareness? Mm -hmm. But just to talk about awareness is not bringing awareness. Bringing awareness is for us to stop, be silent in that moment and realize, oh, how do I feel? Do I have pain anywhere in my body? Oh, no, my body's fine. How do I feel emotionally? Oh, I feel, I feel good. Okay, how do I feel mentally? Am I, how do I feel spiritual? This is, I think, how Gurdjieff explains it, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But this is part of this work. Is This is what it means to bring awareness. And then together with so once we start to bring in more awareness into into our, our our physical existence then we actually bring more awareness into our astral world because that's what being lucid is about is is you realizing hey i'm dreaming here what's going on and then now i'm lucid and so what do you do when you're lucid in that moment do you go fly or do you go and have sex with somebody or what is it that like a lot of people that teach lucid dreaming that it's become a lot of the motivation. But I think when one goes to try and seek their truth and, and to really look at things without your personality being or whatever, and realize, okay, how can I be of service or what can I bring to this? Ask those questions in this moment and the answers that are being revealed to you, you realize that they're not your answers or they're not coming truly from you, maybe from your higher self or whatever it is we want to call uh, entities or beings or angels or archangels or all of these things that are being talked about it's important for us to do the practice Jasper because once you do yeah. it this is when things change like last year if if we had if we had done this podcast right after I had done my my first one or two initiations I probably would be talking about it more from a theoretical perspective I feel like now I've embodied maybe 5% of what I've learned. But I know that if I continue with this 5% and slowly every day bringing more awareness, trying to help, be of assistance and all that, things are changing. But, but this first step is the difficult one, especially for, for the listeners and the viewers that are, let's say in some office job somewhere now, they're wearing masks and they have to be vaccinated. They don't know what to do. It's like, yes, I understand, but maybe one must take this this drastic change in their life whether it is going and finding a school or or diving into a material make the time to improve yourself because then you will feel better about yourself and things will become clearer and you will become less polarized and and yeah everything everything works out in a better way mm -hmm. yeah i think a lot of what you speak on is validated through through experience because that's important to mention um because I, I, I it's, it's very difficult to grasp. And I think a lot of people are in similar situation to look at it superstitional. Like I, I, I have an idea of uh, what's happening there, like how, what the phases are, are looking like or look like. Um, but it's, it's only really graspable through, through experience. 
um, and that's something like on, on all basis, um, like some person I'm, I'm very drawn to, like Michael Grubb, he teaches like true demonstrations that like psychokinesis and all these things that can actually be done. Uh, but he's saying like, it's not about those abilities. It's about like, about connection ultimately about like uh, building a relationship. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's so many, um, uh, like I, I, my, my question actually becomes that uh, when one comes there, uh, is it also not important just to have like, you know, if you're in philosophy, you have this word of eclectic, you have to do research on multiple sources. We're taking classes with you guys, that's like one, one, one source that we're using. Uh, mm -hmm. which is dealing with mostly the, the embeddedness of the of alchemy and heretica, which has a lot of value. Um, mm -hmm. But for a person like me, like that's very interested in like ancestry and looking at mm -hmm. like, what are the roots of my ancestors? What did they, 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 they uh, envisioned um, about our local climates? Um, and like, there's the Samis that I also would like to, initiated it so there's so you can imagine that there's all these pools you know like people saying mm -hmm. uh you know this is interesting and like i'm a curious person so i would love to swing mm -hmm. by and, and do initiation but it also requires this dedication like, like once you make that choice to get there you, you cannot just say okay after well there you mentioned a few people that came there and with with a few days they're like okay this is not for me um yeah. but I, I i could imagine that that it requires that dedication of like okay now i'm gonna do it like 20 21 days you said with 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 so with the um with like no speaking and and, and complete the silence yeah, that's the yeah the silent retreat i think that for for a lot of people are like uh very discouraging because like 20 21 days you know i don't know if i could handle that but because like you know that's why there's initiations and um yeah people have to i could imagine that people have to build up towards yeah. uh eventually yeah, it, getting it doesn't, there. yeah it doesn't actually start with the 21 days like i said the first the first course which is the introduction is really about uh introducing you to this and it only starts with a five day five day silence but if you knew me before i did this jasper you i i couldn't believe that i would be able to do five days of silence for me, there was no uh, true uh, motivation for me to do this change, you know, and this is why it wasn't for me before this path. Uh, the people that actually come there and, and let's say they come and they, they, they come to join, but then they get there and they realize it's not because they, they're afraid of the material that they're going to be learning. Sometimes subconsciously, we're afraid of actually making a change in our life. And this is actually what those people realize is like, they haven't even started the course, but there's like, oh, I don't know if I want to change or blah, 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 because they think that this change might be negative on some level because like, oh, I don't want to be, uh, let's say, uh, a wizard sitting on top of the mountain and, and doing that. And it's like, yeah, of course, one doesn't have to do the same. That's why this, this process is gradual. And that's why most, most schools that teach this have maybe seven, seven to 10 different levels. But one starts with the first level, even just doing the first level of initiation, the amount of, uh, I don't even want to say knowledge because actually my teacher 
a lot of times she 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 dis discourages us from from reading because she wants us to receive this information from our own uh, subconscious desire to learn it. Yes, exactly. To not just become um, you know uh, metaphysical book writers out there and writing to people. No, it's she tells you she only recommends us to read one book, but that's only in the second level of initiation where we study the mystical Kabbalah which is a good book to, to actually teach the, the, the theory part. But even when I started that second level of initiation, the sun course, and I started to read the mystical Kabbalah, there was not, I couldn't understand it. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like why does this and what this color has to do with this planet and what does it mean? And what, the, it's like, it's very dense information, but this is why initiation has to be done gradually. Like you cannot be teaching uh, let's say advanced Kabbalah magic to somebody who's never even gone into this. But every little step that one takes in this direction, one sees the benefit of it immediately if one chooses to do this. So the way Chati teaches us here, and this is also the hermetic way of teaching is everything is given from mouth to ear. It's not a theory class. Yes, you do she, she tells stories and, and she talks a little bit about the theories, about some things that we need to understand, let's say on the astrology and all of that. But it's not about you becoming an astrologer. It's not about you becoming a tarot reader. It's not about that. It's about you using these tools so that you can invoke this change that is necessary within you. So that's actually why I, I also really like it here. Even though I'm very drawn to theory and philosophies and a lot of that, I have now put a little bit of that side of my brain to rest so that I can then engage into this, uh, you know, right brain uh, instead where, where I'm actually experiencing this, where I'm able to, to dream and receive information through my dream or through meditations or through uh, visions and all of that. While in the past I could read it and I could feel like, oh, okay, I understand this. But do I really understand it or do I have the knowledge for it? Because there's a, you know, what in, in, the, in, the, in the tree of the tree of life, there is one of the, the, the sephiroths that comes in, which is the, the invisible sephiroth. It's called Da'at. Uh, it means knowledge. The one that comes above it, which is Bina, is understanding. So knowledge will bring you the understanding but then the wisdom is the one that comes in, where you're actually not operating out of the theory and the knowledge, but you're actually operating from, from the understanding that you have about the, this. So this is why it's, it's a really, really interesting way because yes, you can feed yourself with theory. My, we have a library, a great metaphysical library with thousands of books. But it's about you receiving this information in this in this class that you receive. Something happens there. I don't even know how to explain it. Where where you know it triggers some something in you. And then I used to go right after uh, the class, and I would go and find a book about this. And and then what I, when I open the page of that book, it's actually talking about the exact same thing that that I was talked about. It's like. It's amazing because then what you're doing is you're opening this possibility for the invisible uh, to, to help you communicate. You know, in, in magic, uh, there, there is a process which is called uh, the uh, knowledge and conversation with the higher guardian angel. 
and you know the guardian angel comes from the you know a lot of us that that are born christians we hear about the guardian angel that when you're born there's a you know you have your guardian angel but it's never really explained what it means uh, in in advanced magic when one can achieve this knowledge and conversation with the higher guardian angel it means that you are now merging the guardian angel who is the spirit with the soul of your body so that you can now live from this experience of being in a higher uh, awareness in a higher understanding of it so so then all these things going back to to the problems that are happening in our world it's not that we should ignore these problems but we can now have okay now there is a there's an understanding there so how can what can i do to Yeah, microphone again. Maybe I could tap it to your phone. I think the previous time that worked well. Does this make a difference? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's still the same. I don't know. Maybe pause it for a second and let's see if we can reconnect. So yeah, you were talking about um, how we're pulled by our, like in this in the circumstances, like how we can like rise above it in some sense and get a more of an overview of the actual situation on on you know, things that are happening because they're all like momentarily they're passing events. Uh, we're talking about our pandemic now, but in 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 you know in, in a few years there's new pandemics, new problems, and so we can keep on talking about it, but. We're not getting at the roots of why what is actually causing it and what's the purpose of it because those are two intertwining questions one is like looking at like some causal is like some past event that um it's partaking from like i think a lot of it um deals with uh our our diet and how we're treating the climate um how we're um uh, it's it's uh, like the, the health choices that we make from day to day. Like most people, when they are sick, they go to the doctor and get medicine, and so they have the old. There's 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 some split that people need to make. There there people believe in authority and people that make themselves responsible. And for your health, you have to be yourself responsible. So that that's uh, already getting towards the purpose of it is that we need to be going towards more that we're getting our own responsibility in all these circumstances instead of like a lot of people externalize the problem and i'm i'm trying to find a point when i also did it because there's moments that i also do that is that uh, once we're recognizing our default of the ego we're like I, i'm now interacting with some people that are like pointing things yeah but there's this war between the reptilians and uh and 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 they're keeping us here on this planet and, and we're trapped here and so I, I i hear that you know i i have no way to to disprove that like i have one instance where like a parasite uh, was inside of me and he was feeding off my my pride of me thinking that i'm special uh, mm -hmm. so i was working on that so i know that there are some parasitical reptilian entities mm -hmm uh but for most people they don't have anything relatable so they're like oh what we're saying you know so 
what do you do how do you deal with that um no i don't know if it's like how it's more of a question like why is it important to have that overview of what, what what's happening instead of being pulled yeah. by by whatever yeah, comes. It's, it's, it's definitely important to have an overview of what's happening but but this was actually what i what i when when the start of the pandemic happened and and you know and, and i was actually in the school when 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 i was in my silences when the pandemic happened and so i came out of my silence to, to think, wow, what's going on in the world? All of a sudden, there's a new virus coming out of China. The countries are closing down. What's actually happening in this moment? So on a collective level, yes, there is definitely something happening. And, and one, of the, one of the things that I remember learning in the, in the first level of initiation was to understand how the pendulum works, where, where the swing of the pendulum happens. And let's say if on one side you have the positive and the other side you have the negative, what's actually happening is the pendulum is swinging to the left and to the right. And it happens all the time in the history because this is part of what duality happens. Now, when we say to rise above this and have this, this perspective is, if you imagine the ball of the pendulum going to the left and to the right, instead of actually being with that ball and swinging with the ball to the left or to the right is to rise on this pendulum and actually perceive it from an, from a, uh, an outside perspective, not just how it's affecting you, but how can you use this, this energy that is predominantly now, I would say in these times, I, from, from my perception, and I guess most of the, the world right now, is we would see it as, as negative. Yeah, there, we are going through this phase where whatever is happening out there, yeah, it's it's about when once we get to know ourselves, Jasper, and going back to the reptilians or the entities or whatever we want to call them, these these entities do exist because not only do they exist, the positive and the negative in our physical here, like we have good people and we have not so good people out there, you have those same kind of entities, and whether they're on physical parasites in our body or actually on an ethereal or astral level. Once you start to open up these astral dimensions, you start to perceive those. And, and in order for you to be able to, to overcome things, you need to understand things in order for you to overcome. So we were talking about the four bodies. So the first one is the physical. So yes, health is important. Yes, exercise is important. And once you've grasped this understanding, then you're going to move into the next level, which is, okay, now what is it that makes me be this way you know like how we touched about the book of shadows of actually pointing out the things that are with you that is actually what entities would feed on is is those moments when you are not acting out of your true essence of you know who we are as as beings here and that we can have a whole podcast explaining creation and all that but i think just by us thinking about okay, yes, we need to, on a physical level, get our things together. We need to also get our things together on a mental level, because this is how uh, governments and, uh, you know, people can control us, because what they do is they control us through fear. And by, by putting this fear into us, uh, we act irrational in many ways, and, and we become, uh, you know, we, we take on the qualities that we don't want to be in order for us to survive. But what we don't realize is 
this is just one life out of maybe hundreds of lives that we're going to live. And this is just a period of transition. And, and what we can really do during this period is to try and improve our own self and, and have a clearer and better understanding during those negative times, just like any negative experience like we talked about in the past, where if you knew that that negative experience was going to generate something good for you, how would you have felt about it? Would you have felt differently about it? So take that into the present moment and think, okay, this is all happening out there in the world. What is it that I can do so that I can be, uh, you know, instead of, you know, attacking the, the elites or the people I control, but who are the people who are around me? And if I can have an influence around the people who are around me, I can be of service to the person. I don't need to go and, 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 you know, save the Amazon because I know that this is not my thing, but I can maybe be here on this village that I am and be perceived as a good person, help people, be of assistance when I can. So each one of us, by us doing this small thing, actually brings in this future change that we're looking for. So yes, there is time uh in 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 this physical dimension and this is actually you know understanding more the kabbalah one one sees what is beyond time and space but for now what we can do in these times is just be of service use this time to develop yourself this is why we're you know on some level being quarantined like if last year there was no quarantine i maybe i wouldn't have even been in this in this thing but the fact that there was quarantine and I couldn't leave Guatemala I said you know what then I'm just gonna go in and do this and and it was a blessing for me and so I think all of us can take something out of this in in some way uh, but very important for us not to be polarized Jasper because mm -hmm. once we're polarized in any topic you stop seeing the both the, the 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 top perspective that we're talking about which is being on top of the pendulum is you start to see it from that perspective and then yes there might be truth to it but it's not the ultimate truth the ultimate truth none of us really know and that's why we need to keep discovering and and doing it you know yeah i don't know if that answered uh yeah yeah and what do you think on 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 trust like that is something that i i see us like there's some spiritual pollution like some mental pollution that will have some toxicities these all mm -hmm. stem from fear ultimately but yeah. once we're building trust with ourselves with the creator what we can call the creator uh with another being uh, even between animals like uh, what are, what are your thoughts on like how 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 that could help us move forward forward as a humanity by serving nature building trust with nature because nature has like we can romanticize nature and how beautiful it is but it can also be very cruel, like you're saying with, you know, it's double-sided or it has these polarities. So mm -hmm. I, what, what do you think on, like, is this trust something that, uh, like when we're researching, for example, we have to trust what the person is writing about is, is actually that he speak, knows what he speaks on. So there's so many things that we can have to sort mm -hmm. through, but it ultimately stems, I think, a lot of down to trust. And, um, yeah. and that's- Yeah, I, I mean- yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I think that, that to go back to this particular topic about trust, one of the biggest lessons that we have here in the in Kabbalah that we need to learn in this physical dimension is discernment. 
You know, th this is actually the key uh, for us to be able to rise above this, this sphere of dimension in our awareness is to bring this discernment. Now, that doesn't mean that you know, don't trust anybody and all of that. Because again, we talked about finding the right person that can teach you the information. But there is that intuition inside of us that, that we know on some level, is this true? Is this really what it is? That's why my teacher says always, don't just read a book and take that as a truth. Go inside and open those faculties yourself because then you will know truly what is true. You know, yes, every book out there, there's great books out there that explain it, but are they the truth? No, because if it if there was one truth, we would all be following it. That the reason that there are so many religions, so many philosophies, so many different schools, so many different systems is because all of us are trying to find. But the true inner wisdom is the one that we must be seeking, which is the one that it feels like it's correct. And so why does one join a place like this school? Is to be able to learn how to do these things, how to open these faculties, you know, how to first start with the lucid dreaming, astral traveling, but then go into every virtue and, and work on yourself. And, and I mean, I cannot stress that enough, like how important it is, like what, what they, in the Eastern philosophy, they talk about liberating ourselves. In, in Western philosophies, what we do is we liberate ourselves from the planetary influence, but it's not actually the gravitational pull of Mars on Earth or the moon on Earth. There is, there is an archetypal spirit or energy that is behind those planets that for us to be able to conceive them, they are present to us in a physical dimension where we see an actual planet, but it's not just the planet that we're working in. The reason they have those vices and virtues is because they are present within us. And so they say, you know, uh, there's the, you know, the duality of one and the whole or the soul. The and the, yeah, exactly. That's actually, this is the, 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 the stars and the planets are that, are exactly that. They are just a physical representation of what we need to go deeper in within ourselves to find those answers. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. often said that it's, uh, it's, it's like ruling over our emotions, like the, the different uh, gods, they like, like they, they're speaking to our right hemisphere when we're hearing like commands, like to do this, to have all these impulses. But I, I know that in the Hermetica that, that there's a certain stage that you overcome these influences and you recognize that they're all part of this, what they call it, Atum, um, the prime creator. And so mm -hmm. those are probably some stats that, that you would go through, right? Like being familiar with all these planetary influences and how they're speaking to your emotions. And then like what you mentioned with anger, with Mars and... Um, yeah. And eventually going through this phase until you recognize that but, there's underlying unity. Yeah, and but but to but to recognize them and to work with these and and I hear a lot of people, uh, you know, in the village where where we live here, there's there's a big community of hippies and new age and and people that are doing all these uh, practices and everything. But sometimes we, I, I hear people saying, oh, my birth chart, or I'm, I'm very, I'm too much air and I don't have too much water or I'm this or I'm that. And what they're doing is they're identifying themselves with their birth charts, which is true. 
that we come with those energies into this physical dimension. But our, our work here is to liberate ourselves from the vices of these planets or the, the, the zodiac, or let's say for me that I'm a Taurus, which is a very earth. I understand completely how, you know, I was very much earth, but now I need to, knowing that I have too much earth, I need to be able to, let's say, bring in more air, which would be the opposite of earth. Or if I have too much fire, bring in more water, but finding this balance in, in, in those elements first, and then finding the balance within the planets and then finding the balance within the, the constellations or the zodiac or the fixed, uh, the fixed constellations that we have. And yeah, it's definitely comes back to identifying it within ourselves. That's why I highly recommend Gurdjieff's work to a lot of people who are entering this path. If somebody doesn't want to be, because one, one great things about Gurdjieff's work is even though he studies a lot of the mysteries and, and he went and traveled just like Pythagoras and all these people and went in and found teachers and, and all of that, what he put together, uh, Gurdjieff, was just a really, really good practical way of implementing this into your life. If you do not want to know about angels and archangels and entities and all these things, if you do not believe it, which was my case before as well, was, okay, start with this. Start by actually working on the practical level of it. Uh, being more aware into you know what you're doing on the physical world and then becoming more aware on some other level because that will take you towards that process we we call you know i think angels you know a lot of times when people talk about angels is you know and for me too this was the case because for me angels came to me from my christian background growing up and it never really, I never truly understood what it meant, you know, what it, what it actually means. And, and now if I don't want to term the angel as a being with wings and all of that, but just think of it as an energy and think of that energy as something, the angelic energy is an energy that we can invoke within us to like, let's say, for example, we're going through a difficult time and then we know that the solution is this. That's why prayer and all of these things that were done in the past that today maybe many of us don't consider important anymore, but they were very important for the ancient people was exactly that is they were asking for that quality to be present within them and, and bringing in this, uh, this energy into their lives. So it definitely starts with identifying them within yourself. And mm. yeah, right. that's... Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I, I I before we close off, is there like some things that you find important to mention? You mentioned a little bit like new age, um, uh, because some people probably associate with some of what you're doing with astrology. You have a lot of uh, new age connotations, but maybe it's perhaps a little bit makes on what 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 makes you what makes the practice there very distinctive from what new age is teaching. I think it's important to maybe. And and the, the the dialogue with that, and then uh, yeah, you can uh, yeah. end it in any way. I can want. I can talk about this in the sense you see what what the way we study astrology is we we believe that astrology wasn't something that was discovered by humans, let's say, but instead it was given to us, you know, like for example, what they say about the Bible or the Torah or whatever that it was given astrology is the most ancient 
science. And if you really think about it at the time, let's say of the Sumerians, who were probably the ones that were, were the ones that were given this astrology, it wasn't that they were just standing there and they were looking up on the sky and, oh, okay, there's a planet or there's a Saturn or there's whatever. And, and you know, a lot of the, the new astrology, which includes the, the, three, uh, the three Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune, uh, they would say, oh, okay, it's because they couldn't see it then. Uh, when one actually, the difference between ancient astrology and let's say the more modern astrology is the modern astrology is, uh, is taken on like adding on information instead of actually going back to the original. The problem is, is that this ancient astrology, as it was given to us, it sort of uh, got degraded over time. And then, you know, I, I, we, we talk about this at, at, with some of my friends. It's like every newspaper has astrology in it that it tells you you're, okay, this is it. And so it's become like a joke what this is, because every time you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, obviously this is a thing. And so there is some truth to, to, the, to the astrology that one sees today. But if one goes back and actually understands why was this information given to us, it, it wasn't just, I mean, people didn't know the time of their births and all of that, but they were given this information as to how to, does one liberate themselves from this? That is truly the reason, I think, in my opinion, to why one must understand astrology. And you don't have to become an astrologer, but just understanding the planets, understanding where they're positioned in your chart and where are your tendencies going towards. Because if you're if your chart, let's say you have this element in your chart, this just brings it, okay, this is where I need to work on. But yeah. when you were born and, and you, now you in your 30s or, or your 40s or whatever age, you're not the same person as you were born. And as you grew, things changed in your life. So the difference really, I think, with, with, with going back to the topic of new age is that what happens is they take concepts from, from this without truly understanding them and saying, oh, okay, this is what it is, or oh, this is what, or for example, tarot, you know, using the tarot, for example, for divination. The tarot and divination is only maybe 5% of really what the tarot is about. But no one really knows what the 95% of the tarot is about. The 5% is the divination. And so people study tarot so that they can do the divination part. But if you understood the tarot as the 22, the, when the 22 major arcanas being steps of evolution that one needs to go through in order to, to become the world, let's say on your descent or go back to, to, to oneness, it makes so much more sense why these cards are, are made in this way. And, and so all of these are tools that were given to the ancients. And over the years, we've kind of changed it around and, and uh, used, you know, buzzwords from here or things from that. So definitely they're important, but they're not the, mo the most important thing, Jasper, I think is for one to want to make that change in their life, to, to have that desire to change, to have that bigger picture into, into the world and say, okay, I want to be, I want to change. Be, and then you will get the, the, the fruits yeah. will come be to you. As you be open to change. Yeah, be open to change, man. Yeah. That's great. Is there, is there something else that, that, that you want to end? I think that's already like a very important uh, point to, to end it. But is there anything else you want to say about um, 
about what, what you're doing there and how people can get involved and if people are interested in joining all, all that stuff and, and, and something else if you want to add to our whole sure. conversation. Yeah, I, I will give I'll give the website of, of the school. Uh, it's Las Piramides Delca, L-A-S-P-I-R-A-M Piramides uh, D-E-S D-E-L-C-A.com Las Piramides Delca and it's a bilingual school. It's both in Spanish and in English. And uh, yeah, I mean, if one has the opportunity to come, uh, you know, it's definitely, but of course come with the desire to change and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. This is why there are different levels of initiation that happens. But also if one gets the interest and is not ready to make this move, um, yes, I would highly recommend to start looking into this because this is how I started. I started by first investigating a little bit and then realizing, okay, I would like to learn with a teacher. But for me to find that teacher, it took me years to actually find who I was looking for. But now that I have, I'm entirely grateful. And since, since this school, I've also have other teachers which are in other countries that teach a little more advanced information as well. Uh, maybe going more deep into magic or hermetics or alchemy. But there are many great books out there that will give people a little bit of an introduction. I would say The Kabbalion is a good book for people that want to get introduced to the, to the laws of the universe and how they actually work. So yeah, and then of course they can get in touch with me and I'm happy to, to, to pass some information. Uh, maybe you can put my, my contact, yeah, yeah. my put email in the description. There. Yeah, it'll be great. Okay, well, I, I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. It was really interesting. So I'm considering in coming one day, but it, it's it's just for, for now. It's just uh, there are so many things that I, I, I have to consider. But I think, uh, and I hope that, that that there are some people that are feel to, to, to go there and um, are sparked with, with some of the things that you're said. And uh, I hope that it can help us transform uh, um, and bring us through these initiations and help us through, grow through life and uh, bring us closer together. Because uh, in the end, I, I do see that we're all connected and um, that's just something that's very easy to get out of sight uh, mm -hmm. and get pulled by all the, all the multiplicity that, that occurs around us. But uh, it's 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 what it comes down to it's like uh just like a four letter word you know love and um yes. that yes. that's where what it is so absolutely uh, and and that's the that's the interesting thing is we all know this on a theoretical level but how is it that we can actually do this by actually implementing it day to day but yeah, it's definitely something that is uh, deep and it can be sometimes overwhelming, but there's a lot of reward in, in doing this, this kind of practice and this kind of study. And that's why I have now dedicated my life to this. So I've now decided to become a teacher at the, at the pyramids after going through all the levels that I needed to become a teacher. And so now I'm, I'm training and I, but my desire to be a teacher there is really to so that I can become in service and help bring this awareness. But by me doing this, I am bringing that awareness more to myself. So yes, it's incredible. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. I'm glad we, we got connected again for this podcast. Good yeah. luck on your journey too, Jasper. And if you ever decide to come here, 
you know where I am. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, like the last time you you talked about um, starting a podcast as well. So I was already wondering if uh, if you had some interesting content being made, but uh, now it's a lot clearer that you're um, doing it there in this way. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's great. That's very great there. All right, so eternal love. Thank you everyone for Thank for listening. And um, Thank you so much. yeah, I hope that really um, be meaningful for for. For, for people that are listening and uh, hope they are enjoying the content. So, yeah, goodbye. Be sure to like goodbye. and subscribe. Thank you, man. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.